Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so thrilled to be sharing today's conversation with you all. This came about because the lovely Kerry, who is my guest today, invited me onto an event that she was doing. And as we were talking, maybe afterwards, I can't remember, at some point during that process of me booking on and being doing this chat with her, she mentioned where her business was at. And Kerry is somebody who has worked with me in my last group program. And I instantly knew, first of all, as are all the people that work with me, and Kerry is no exception, I knew Kerry would have some absolutely brilliant stuff to share with you all. And I thought it would be so useful for you all to hear what has led her to be making the money she is making right now. And so I invited her to come on the, on the podcast to chat through what's what's happened for her over the last few months, what she's discovered about herself, what she's discovered about money, how our work together influenced all of that and impacted that. And I just can't wait to share this absolutely brilliant human with you all. So stay tuned, have a listen to hear what it's like for someone who's really, really in it right now. Carrie only started her business like within the last six to eight months. I'm sure we go into the specifics in the episode. So grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy our chat. And thank you as always for being here. Welcome to Real You, Real Money. Today's guest, I'm so excited. I say the same sentence every time. I'm so excited, but I am always genuinely so excited. It's not a lie. Kerry is the founder of A Brilliant Thing. Her business has the most delicious ethos, and I'm really excited for her to talk more with you all about what that is. And I'm excited to share with you because Kerry is someone who also joined my last coaching program. And so we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to talk a bit about her business because you start join the program when your business hadn't begun am I right saying that yeah fledgling business fledgling <laughs> and it has definitely begun now <laughs> yeah. so there's been some really brilliant like Kerry's been messaging me being like you're never gonna believe this so I'm excited <laughs> to share this and she's just told me something else when we were like off well we were recording but not part of the podcast so I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend I hadn't heard that and react in the same way <laughs> again when you tell me so Kerry could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what it is that you do and how you got into it yeah sure so I'm Kerry and I run a company called Brilliant Thing so I'm a I'm a coach and a design thinker and design thinking is a it's an innovation methodology and it basically moves you from challenge to solution but the the cool thing about it is it always puts the human at the heart so Mm. whenever we're making any decisions we're asking What's the the human need behind this decision, and how can we how can we support that rather than how can we mm. create the best thing in the world? Or and generally, if you if you always put the human at the heart of things, you do create the best things in the world. Yeah. Or yeah. you create brilliant things. So I <laughs> work with, there's endless puns with my my business's name. <laughs> so good. And I love it when people say say, Harry, that was such a brilliant thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> So I generally work with charities and public sector teams and businesses with some kind of social purpose. And the work that I do is around their strategy design, but also lots of coaching support, creativity, collaboration, all of those things along the way. And I I help people plan for brilliant work Mm -hmm. that gets results. And then I guess the, the way that I got here was a bit 
strange. So I've had many, 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 many jobs in my life, including an egg mayonnaise factory, an <laughs> Anne Summers factory. An Anne Summers factory, that's amazing. Yeah, I used to enjoy the, I worked on the slide and ride hopper. Um, did which you, did you get the Anne Summers job on the basis of your experience at the egg mayonnaise factory? <laughs> yeah, it was all, all, all connected. <laughs> No, it was all just making money. I think that was the connecting thing, needing to make money. So my original kind of career experience started as an an artist. So I worked Mm -hmm. in in schools and did lots of projects. I always wanted to do art. I wanted to go to universities to do art. And then I did that. And then I was like, oh, there's no job. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Yes, I had that with my English literature degree. this far. Yes. So I went into kind of arts education, participatory art, doing stuff around raising awareness of, of global health issues mm-hmm. and kind of equality issues, all, all using art making. Mm. Found out I was quite good at fundraising. So ended mm. up going into arts management and then charity management and then kind of up this sort of charity corporate ladder of, of managing stuff and leading stuff and worked for the NHS along the way. Um, all of the work was about bringing people together to cry, try and create something bigger than the sum of its parts and yeah. things like belonging and connection and collaboration and learning and sharing from each other and creating spaces and platforms for interactions that, that had some equality and equity mm-hmm. threaded mm-hmm. through them. All of those kind of things were, were threaded in all of the work. Yeah. But as you can imagine going into that kind of space the I felt the the creativity kind of was less and less and and the last proper job that I had that I only left in June was a full-time job and it was working for a charity that I really loved and I really loved the people but the work was relentless and Mm -hmm. demanding and I've also not been very well so I've got endometriosis Mm -hmm. and that's had quite an impact Mm -hmm. Um, and we have four pre-teenage boys in our family and we've got a busy life you know yeah so I needed a space where I wasn't just reacting to stuff I was exploring things and you know being creative myself and that's why I created Brilliant Thing and originally it was Mm -hmm. just a a blog so that I could like hide myself away in my loft and and think about things (laughs) that's kind of my happy place I love that (laughs) Pottering and thinking about things oh, are my two pottering. like number one things. Oh, the, yeah. Pottering is my favourite emotion. I love a potter, especially like a tidy, moving like objects around my hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then, yes, uh, over over a bit of time, that kind of pottering and thinking became some bigger ideas and some mm. things that I wanted to do in the world. And I needed a um, I needed a bridge to get me there. And yeah. one of the things that felt like a blocker mm. was was money. Um, yeah. I've had loads of weird experiences with money and debt and not having enough. Mm. And those of I knew that those were going to come up if I was going to try and do something new because I'd worked my way up into you know quite a well paid position yeah. with a lot of security. It was yeah. it was permanent, and I worked in the charity sector. It's unusual to have a permanent job in the yeah. charity sector, so it was it was taking a big risk and mm. and that's the point that I enrolled on your course yeah where had, I think I do know this story but how, you you found me because some friends suggested me right what was it about yeah. how I do things that made you want to be part of that program 
think it was so I definitely listened to your podcast so my friend Kirsty yes. said have you heard of Ray and I said oh I haven't heard of him and she said it's a woman <laughs> and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be fair it makes sense I I did used to spell it by the way the female way which is R-A-E but people would uh-huh. Ra-E E like, like hey Ra-E I was like okay I'm just gonna use the one that you all know and like I don't mind if people think I'm a man they won't when they see me so well, absolutely so fine. <laughs> So Kirsty, Kirsty's a filmmaker and she's really mm. creative and she's really, she, she does a lot of storytelling of, of people's mm. like vulnerable and brave stories. And so I knew that a recommendation from her would be a recommendation that was something that was kind of authentic and honest mm-hmm. and, and it was you, right? And I think I really love the, the, the confidence that you have and also the, the kind of doing it in your own way without having to squash into a box. I was in a box and I needed to get out the box mm. and I didn't want to get out of the box and jump into another box <laughs> yes yes um, god I love that so yeah so it felt like okay here's the way that I can expand by mm. being around expansive people yeah yeah and I love it's almost like the way you're describing it like the program and the group and me because I think it's really important to say with my work and with a few coaches work but obviously I know my work the best and particularly with the way that I've changed the program Kerry did slightly we were able to kind of keep though that box open for you almost like I've got an image in my head of like holding down the cardboard so yeah. that you're like able to like not because it's very tempting those boxes are safe mm-hmm. and like they they can make us and it's a false sense of safety especially if it's a cardboard box just to kind of yeah. really stretch that analogy but like I do think yeah all those aspects are able to like because I know you really love the workshops and stuff didn't you and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kerry loves a worksheet give her a worksheet she's, she's so happy <laughs> but I You'll think always see the worksheet yeah I know <laughs> do you know what I don't like doing worksheets for people that's a secret uh-huh. about me but I know how important they are for a lot of people's learning so I'll like I make myself yeah. do them but yeah. because it's all about how different people learn differently but uh-huh. yes I think that being able like that's such a lovely way to put it like that you mm-hmm. have that it's like you don't want to for someone that's starting a business but also a lot of us build like you've alluded to a box around us in our businesses mm, mm. And, and so some of us are yeah. pulling them apart again and some of them are us are hoping not to jump back into yeah it. yeah and I think just keeping that space open mm. to explore that stuff and to to come back week on week and hear yeah. hear how everybody was was exploring that in their own way and taking different yeah. things from it and yeah. and you not having to I you know we joke that I do the worksheet because I like a worksheet but it, there was no expectation to do that yeah. there was no there was definitely accountability but there wasn't yeah. there was no you should be doing it like this and I really appreciated that no I think that's so counterproductive when it's like mm. oh you yeah you be- any sense that you're behind in any way like uh, one of the glorious things about coaching in my view is that however you show up you'll get something from it but what will get in your way is if you put a load of conditions on what you're showing up has to look like Mm -hmm. but like you actually and I'm sure you won't mind me saying this you actually like uh, weren't one of the bigger talkers in the group like Mm -hmm. is that fair to say but like it's so interesting for me like when we'd have our one-to-ones and when we talk about stuff to see how much you were taking in like from being in the group listening to what other yeah. people were saying doing the worksheets yeah. and doing those things and it, it's why 
coaching programs and, and I, there's definitely more for me to do in this but we need to do to make space for the different ways people learn uh-huh. there's so uh-huh. many ways it happens okay so he joined to make sure you didn't jump into a box what what was it that what did you realize what shifts did you have that allowed you to stay doing things in the way that works for you I think there were a few things so there was first of all I was going to have to make a decision at some point Mm -hmm. because I was you know living this unsustainable life Mm -hmm. a full-time job growing business and and it wasn't really growing at that point it was yeah it was still ideas and things and so I needed some I needed to feel that I was having some kind of progression or that I was investing in my future that felt really important to me Mm -hmm. at the time and still feels really important to me and so I really enjoyed the wheel of conditioning because that was you know it wasn't it wasn't like a linear process it was a these are all contributing factors that will show up in different ways and at different times and these Mm -hmm. are the kind of reasons it might show up and these are the kind of things that you can do to kind of counteract it or Mm -hmm. just be, be aware of it yeah and I think so first of all understanding that conditioning yeah and I bang on about it all the time now, conditioning. Mm. I talk about yeah. it with the children a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. Yes, with so, your boys as well. Yeah, with the boys. So yes. we're having a conversation at dinner the other night about food and mm. about about how boys, or they were saying that mm. their friends don't think about what they're going to eat. They just eat what they want. Yeah. And that the girls will never do that. And the girls mm. always talk about it and want to like, and I thought, and I said, why do you think that is? And it sort of shut the conversation down for a bit. And I was like, oh, did I just go a bit too feminist? All right, feminist mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already called me Topi mum. Um, <laughs> then the conversation started coming back and, and they were talking, you know, we were talking then about mm-hmm. conditioning and, and what what are the messages that women might have received or girls might have received mm-hmm. around food. So, so I think that, that conditioning work really yeah. helped me think about how I'm going to create the business as well mm-hmm. because the conditioning that in the world that I've come in the voluntary sector there's this slightly you know people people that want to give and want to help yeah. and want to fix sometimes and sometimes that's not beneficial um, yeah. sometimes that doesn't work sometimes it works but at the detriment of you and understanding the conditioning around why Mm. that exists really helped me think about with brilliant thing Mm. I don't want to put myself in a position where it's this sort of overgiving thing that I'm creating that I then can't sustain and then Mm. you know it's got to give somewhere so it felt felt like I was giving myself some some really good like skills and strategies and understanding Mm. as I built things rather yeah. than applying them to a thing I'd already built for me it was about okay I've learned this thing how can mm. I then what does that mean for my pricing what does that yeah. mean for the workshops that I run what does that mean for like even do I offer a 60 minute session or a 90 minute session mm. and how do I make that choice Ooh, um, yeah. stuff like that it's amazing isn't it how it like that the conditioning stuff trickles into so many aspects like you say like we could be finding ourselves over giving tiring ourselves out because we're like well I've got to give them a 90 minute two hour a day session yeah where and 
and then it also look it's like the much bigger picture stuff of the whole culture of a something uh-huh. like it's really amazing how it, it kind of like permeates all those things which is why so what I started to say earlier is like a lot of the course so Kerry's course that she was called money mastery everything that was in that course is pretty much in real you real money I've just slightly changed a couple of things and changed the emphasis but it, it was always that anyway in terms of like like Kerry's already said like we're always looking at who the real you is and how you make money from that place one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be like we introduce that wheel of conditioning right at the beginning which I think we did with you as well and yeah, then yeah. we just look at the ways like it's layers of an onion the ways that it shows yeah. up over and over again so I love that you said that and then can you tell me as well when because I think the fact that you have gone into that charity sector, and I think we've talked a lot about one of the parts of the wheel of conditioning is kindness at all costs. Uh-huh. And that's a huge thing in the charity sector. Yeah. Do you think like, cause we're gonna get to this in a minute, but your business has really taken off, like, uh-huh. re- like really amazingly. Do you think that the way that you're showing up is different and that's helping you stand out? Can you see that? Yeah. So I think the, I think this, I think this kind of comes back to my sort of philosophy on Mm -hmm. things that I've developed. So I think there's something about giving, there's something Mm -hmm. about receiving, and then there's something about communicating need. Mm -hmm. So within that giving space, that's about contribution rather than over giving. So how can we contribute? Mm -hmm. And that means that that's not, how can we, completely do it ourselves yeah. because contribution means that other people need to mm-hmm. also contribute yes, I love so that. then how can we create spaces for where people can easily contribute and mm-hmm. contribute in a way that feels really good yeah so it's not about overgiving. it's not about being a martyr it's not about kindness at all costs it's about mm-hmm. contribution yeah and I think in the charity sector sometimes we get that wrong and sometimes sometimes the charity sector feels like it is a place where there's a lot of contribution Mm. and then there's a a bit about receiving and this is Mm. like such a sticky thing for so for me and other people and the charity sector and just probably everybody yeah but how do you receive how do you receive a compliment how do you receive payment how do you receive money how do you receive kindness towards you how do you and I think there's so many barriers and Mm -hmm. and I think when you learn how to receive well that can be a real like changing point oh my god so yeah Yeah. I think your course has helped me receive well Mm, (laughs) Um, I love that and then I think there's something about communicating needs so Mm. about saying I need this in a Mm. way without I mean even now when I you know, we're on a podcast and I'm saying I need, it makes me mm. think, oh God, what if people think you're needy? Yeah. And what if, what if people, what if you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like, like, it's, it's mad. And I think, yeah, it's a bit like when we say, oh, they're just attention seeking. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> seeking attention. Why are they seeking attention? You know, yeah. what's, what's the, they're putting up a flag, a warning signal. Why are they, you know, what can we yeah. do to support that? How can yeah. we contribute to that? So, communicating your needs well and in a way where you're not expecting somebody to Mm. beg you might Mm -hmm. be hoping somebody will contribute and you might be looking to receive something Mm. but you're not like I need this so you have to fix it and I think it's those three bits 
that mm. just feel like that doing those has made the biggest change in my work do you know what I love there's lots of things I love about what you just said but there's two main things I love this idea of contribution in that way I think that is glorious absolutely glorious like that you yeah like you're not asking someone that there is a an avoidance of codependency in that like Mm -hmm. there's kind of an acknowledgement of your role in it but also that that somebody could contribute in helping you you know it's like if you fall on the floor and you need someone's help to get you up you have to contribute to getting up right like otherwise if you ever try to lift I mean my child does this all the time you try and lift up someone who's not helping you out I have to say what's the sentence I always said could you please be an active participant in this (laughs) it's what I always say because he just like flops and I'm like could you be an active participant in this getting up please because it's not possible so there's a lovely like but equally maybe he couldn't get up without he could he absolutely could but some people couldn't get up without that contribution from me so I love Mm -hmm. that like community sense in that and that like sharing of needs both ways like that's glorious I also love the way you've just kind of reflected back to me a load of my work but it sounded entirely yours and you've made it better in parts like and I adore like and I think that is so such an essence of these sorts of my like this part of my work Mm. these sorts of group programs is that I'm talking about it as like it's my group and it mm-hmm. is because my name's on it but it's not yeah at the same time like I have these absolutely and Kerry's one of them phenomenal people who take that work and do their own thing with it and it becomes its own like version and goes off into another direction and I just love yeah the, the the application of ideas is mm-hmm. a really exciting thing to think yeah. about so yeah because you know there's no new ideas it's like there's no new art it's all interpretation and perception and application and and I think being part of the group program as well you can see people apply those ideas to a an amazing vegan cake business or (laughs) a beautiful wedding photography business or a website building business or you know and I think it's it's seeing that in action yeah is really powerful as well or latex clothing (laughs) or or all of the wonderful things yeah. that people did on our call yeah yeah absolutely and that's what's so because I think we had a couple of you and another person who are coaches and then like everyone else was actually quite different sorts of yeah. things and it it is an amazing it's why like a number of times people have tried to push me into and I've tried to push myself as well into just doing service-based businesses and it never mm. works for me mm. because this stuff is in all of the businesses yeah. is in all of it's them it's still problems right we're still well I feel I feel like even the services, you're trying to create a thing. That's why Brilliant Thing is called Brilliant Thing yeah. because it's a thing outside of you. It's not, Absolutely. you know, it's, it, there's a lot of personal development, yeah. but it's not you. It, yeah. You're creating a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. how's your income going, Kerry? <laughs> really good. <laughs> Can tell us, so, like, yeah, go on, just chat. Yeah. So I, well, I mentioned before that I'd been in debt before and I think Mm. I used to work for an arts charity and I I loved it. And I used to do all the, all these jobbing artist things, but I never really, I didn't really have enough money. And I was a single mom at that point and didn't have, well, didn't really identify the fact that I didn't have enough. 
Mm. I just didn't have enough. And what I mean by that is I had a conversation with a friend and I said to her, you know, I can't afford, you know, I had to choose between petrol and electricity last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's my like lowest moment. And, yeah. um, and she was like, well, you're just not earning enough. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just not earning it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not my fault and it's not that there's anything wrong mm. with me. And so, and that was about maybe six or seven years ago. And I, I had a real big shift by that point. I was like, right. Okay. So a priority for me so that I can feel secure and so that mm-hmm. I can live my life in a way that's safe and looks yeah. after my children and things is to earn more money. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did a bit of a career shifting up and over a number of years got myself into this position where, where I, I've paid off my debt and I, I don't enough money, you know, yeah. and I was, I was so proud of myself for getting to that point. Yeah. So so by that point, my income, it was about, I had about two and a half thousand pounds a month from my salaried job. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, that's loads of money. It felt like loads of money to yeah. me and, you know, it allowed me to, to live fairly comfortably. And, yeah. you know, I, I got married this year and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so it felt like that was, that I just needed to make that. So I yeah. just needed to replace my salary. Mm. And then a couple of months into working with you, and I still hadn't done that. I was still working full time and just earning like yeah. a couple of hundred quid or whatever a month yeah. in my business. And then a couple of months into working with you, I realized that I'm I'm thinking like a freelancer. So when I was in that debt before was when I was a freelancer and it was mm. very hand to mouth. And it was like, and mm-hmm. I was scared of the tax bill and you yeah. know, somehow thought there'd be a magical job that would pay the tax bill oh, and, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. And I thought, I, I need to think like a business. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to, you know, I want to do big things here. I want to create these spaces and this work where mm. we're going to have opportunities to create things that, mm-hmm. that support equality, that support social mm-hmm. justice and system change. These are big things and I can't be... I need all my energy for those things. Yeah. I can't be worrying about money. Yeah. And, you know, really recognizing the privilege alongside of that. But I bet, mm. you know, I've worked in the egg mayonnaise factory, man. I know the, <laughs> I know the shit side too. So, uh, so I, yeah. So when I left my job, the main aim was to replace my salary, which I did yeah. in the first month. And then the second month I doubled my salary. And that was, I was like, oh, you know, beginner's luck. There's just, Mm-hmm. just a few things that have come across at the same time the third month I oh I also went on my honeymoon and spent all the money that I'd saved which is really unlike me but I had a lovely time so I was gonna say um, sounds delightful yeah <laughs> so then just didn't have like any money when mm-hmm. I left my job anyway then the third month it was August and I I went on well I was kind of off for three weeks and I decided to do that so I didn't go anywhere for three weeks but I was sort mm-hmm. of off with the kids and and things like that mm-hmm. and we went camping and all got neurovirus and you know it was fun um, and then I realized at the end of that month that I'd I'd still made my salary and I'd only mm-hmm. worked for a week right and I thought oh okay so like the my my ideas of what I can earn are mm-hmm. quite limited yeah. um, and actually and I also the first week that I left my job I had a a one hour speaking slot and access to my course and I got paid 500 quid and I was mm-hmm. like what this is not this exchange for beans thing that I yes. thought it was <laughs> anyway the last month I've, I've just done my spreadsheet this mm-hmm. month and September I earned 11,000 pounds which not feels <laughs> massive and yeah. I've got 
a forecast of similar, a bit less than that, but similar for the next two months as well. Wow. So it's a it's a combination of mm. like associate work and brilliant thing work. And, you know, so it's a mixture of different things. But I can't really deny that that's happening now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because all of those things are really using my skills and, mm. and I, you know, they are how I want to show up in the world. So there's yeah. no, well, there's always a bit of admin faff, but there's there's yeah. far less stuff that isn't my strengths yeah. in that mix. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's really great. Well, and yeah. Also, I love how you described there quite a few times a kind of self like a like some internal inquiry right like oh why do I think that that's in, mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be that and this is so much of what that conditioning work yeah. we were talking about that unraveling of that is it teaches you to question your assumptions without blaming yourself mm-hmm. like, a lot of, like mm-hmm. it's very easy to go well and you described as well something that I talk about in plenty and in the group coaching programs and in real you real money which is around and I if someone's got a better word for this, please give it to me because I don't love the word. And I say this, and Kerry probably already knows what I'm about to say because I hate it. But it's when you're a victim of money. So money happens to you versus a creator of money. And it sounds like when you were in that freelance place initially, when you were saying you're choosing yeah. to petrol and electricity, okay. it was this feeling of like, well, money just happens to me. And it was only when somebody sort of went, well, hang on, you just need to make like be paid more that you were like, oh. yeah, like, and I don't I think it's really important not to underestimate how few of us realize that mm-hmm. like again mm-hmm. that's conditioning that's not your fault like yeah. the idea that money could just not doesn't have to happen to us yeah that we can be an active participant and you actually said that I can't remember exactly how you're saying that but you said like you didn't want to be reacting to things you wanted to create mm-hmm. I think that's what you were talking mm-hmm. about earlier and yeah. I think that all ties in so beautifully yeah and I think that the power that money has because money is powerful and and so now I get to because because I've made that income Mm. I get to create the thing (laughs) so I still you know I I will I treat myself like an employee so I pay Mm -hmm. myself a wage yeah and and the business get to gets to expand and do some of those bigger things that I couldn't before I get to invest in 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 ways of holding workshops and spaces yeah. that I want to work in and spaces that I want to bring people to mm. you know it just opens up so many more opportunities yeah but and and I still do feel a bit uncomfortable about you know it feels a lot to to say your income yeah. on a podcast it does you know? I did I did um, check with Kerry beforehand I'm very you glad did. very yeah. it's very brave of you it is hard it's really hard I have to make myself every time yeah I and it. I think because there are so many but I, mm, there are so many preconceived ideas around money yes. and everybody has to do their own work around money. So yeah. it's not about kind of convincing. Mm. And so it can only be about showing up in the way that you want to be in the world. Yeah. Um, and I know I will continue to do that. I so. also think it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because obviously, even though this podcast is going to be public, and I said this to somebody mm-hmm. yesterday when I recorded a podcast, it's this weird thing of it's me and you having a conversation right now. Yeah. And in the groups, it's very, we're very open about yeah. money. Yeah. And it's just talked about like, you know, it's just normal. And I always joke that I'm the person at a dinner party. 
Who goes, mm-hmm. so how much are you making? And what's that? And everyone looks at me like, Ray, you don't talk about these things. And I forget because I'm always talking to my group courses yeah. and my plenty yeah. people. So there is that kind of normalizing as well of that, which is so powerful yeah. to just make it factual. But if mm-hmm. someone had said to you like, what, like six, seven months ago, Kerry, by October, in fact, mm-hmm. the last three months of the year, you're going to make, you know, the amount yeah. you're going to make what would you have said at that point well I think I would have worried that I of what I'd have to do right to you know I, I would have worried that I'd have to you know work harder faster jump through more hoops mm. do more stuff I also think I might have judged that a little bit as well mm. so I think I might have um judged I think I might have thought well I must have sold out that's a big thing in the charity world, selling out. Yeah. And the whole thing in charity and money, you know, the reason charities need to talk about money all the time because they have to write funding bids and that's how, you, yeah. you know, it's... And yet connecting that to an individual and how much someone is mm. paid is mm-hmm. still real, like, taboo, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like we're allowed to spend money mm-hmm. on helping other people, but we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to have, have it ourselves. yeah that's the kind of or we have to hide it so I think I probably would have wanted to be like oh but but I'm gonna give it all to charity yes and I feel like I can't not ask this so yeah how what how has your thinking changed in that like why are you not judging yourself in that way now I'm still a little bit so I'm still Mm -hmm. really aware of that judgment but Mm. at the same time I know that when I went from the no money to to the stable job mm-hmm. I know that I could give so much more to the stable job because mm-hmm. I didn't because I my energy wasn't being spent on worrying about the money as much yeah and so now it feels like that that same thing so now that I know that I can not just have enough but but contribute <laughs> with mm, that yes. with what I have yes. in a different way then yeah. that means that I can I don't know, it provides, it, it means that my energy is spent on the cause and the work mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than the, is it going to be all right at the end of the month? Yeah. 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 I love that. And I also want to say, I think it's really important to acknowledge that throughout your time in the course, there were many things, well, a, a couple of things I can think of in particular that didn't work. It It's right. not like you've kind of you know everything you've put out has worked in that time like there has been (laughs) but like I think that's really important to say because I think sometimes you can hear this and go well that's okay for Kerry things obviously just like all panned Um, out beautifully you had to navigate some really tricky stuff in those early days of your business yeah Yeah. and I think so so one of the so the thing that Ray's talking about is my retreats (laughs) so in before I went full-time with Brilliant Thing I I ran a retreat and I ran it because I could do it at the weekends around work and I really wanted to bring people together to create mm. one of those learning spaces and, and collaborate um, yeah. with, with a group of people. And that first one that I ran, it took me ages to sell the places. It was like at the end of mm. COVID and there was a point where I thought I was going to have to not do it. And yeah. I remember one night I was with my husband and I was, you know, in absolute tears, unconsolable. Mm. And, and he said to me, you know, I'm a bit worried about you starting this business because yeah like you're gonna need to not do that every time something doesn't yeah. right but I really cried my heart out 
Mm. And then and then I picked myself up and then and then people did book on it and that mm. retreat went ahead. Mm-hmm. So then the next time I tried to do a retreat, again, really hard to sell the tickets, sold the ticket, and and Ray and the group went on this roller coaster with me. Yeah, oh my god, it was such a roll. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's like yeah. and then a series of like uncontrollable events things outside my control things to do with some of those people's lives and basically I didn't didn't have yeah. <laughs> it couldn't do the retreat yeah um and I think that first experience where I'd really because when I was crying I was like I'm crying because this is all of me and mm-hmm. I put in all of me and it's it you know they're not coming and it's me that mm-hmm. they're not coming to mm-hmm. see and it's mm-hmm. you know and it, it was so personal and I think I re- learned a real lesson then that actually mm-hmm. you're creating a thing it's outside of you you want it to do yeah. these brilliant things and it's shaped around you and your qualities yeah. and personality and stuff but it isn't you yes and so by the point when that second retreat didn't sell and I already had other bits and pieces going on mm-hmm. but you know by that point I was doing the brilliant thing full-time so I didn't have a salary to to fall back on but actually I was all right with it I you know I was fairly philosophical about it and I was like okay well I didn't invest you know I invested a load of bloody time doing Mm. social media (laughs) but I didn't invest a lot of money I made some really great contacts along Mm. the way of people that were going to help me who've helped me in other ways Mm. I met people that have since gone on to have coaching with me yeah you know so it there were a lot of benefits that came out of Mm. that as well and I think so having that that early experience where I allowed myself to like mm. sink into the hole and yeah. then get out yeah. of the hole which sometimes we really have to do with that. like yeah, one of my absolutely. like early things that I used to say like I've got the various catchphrases and one of them was like sometimes the work that you need to do that day is cry and sometimes yeah. that's what needs to happen and at least yeah. like I would love to get to a place where I never cry about my business I am not there yet yeah. <laughs> but like I yeah and I think it was really amazing to watch you kind of go from that because it was such a roller coaster like Kerry said it was like oh I don't think it's gonna happen oh my god it's happened in the most magical way and, and I loved it and then it was like oh no it hasn't and it was such a like but I think in business and in money making particularly we almost pay and I, I can't quite think what the word would be but like a tax on how much we attach to these things like the more mm. we attach to it the more impact it has on the next weeks or months or days earnings years even earnings because we are then getting up from this really this hole we've fallen into because we've made it but mean again not your fault but your responsibility made it mean a load of stuff about us that it just doesn't yeah Um, and we all and I think having that that group environment Mm. with you meant that I could because you know I did feel embarrassed that it yeah. had sold and it hadn't sold and yeah. but I could I could talk about it in that group and then I was like oh my god how am I gonna you know I've been banging on about this for months how yeah. am I gonna say to people well, actually yeah. it's not happening mm. and so I remember I spoke to you Ray and you were like just be really honest be yourself people understand yeah. it's not the end of the world and and I sent an email out to my list mm-hmm. and then shared on social media and it, yeah. it was fine and loads of yeah. people were so kind and understanding Mm and lovely about it and and some people didn't care and do you know what I mean that's the thing isn't it we think we think people care a lot more we think we're the main character we are not (laughs) exactly (laughs) and and I think that's like what you mentioned about the group as well it's one it's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that we have plenty of one-to-one and group time Mm. in real you real money because 
when and this is like Brené Brown's work isn't it but when we mm. bring our shame to a group and everyone just goes oh but no yeah. one goes oh Carrie like oh you're the worst or and like you know all those things that we think they're gonna think it's yeah. vulnerable when we do it mm-hmm. but for the group to just go okay and some of them might share what didn't work for them and what they did in that situation yeah and, and then you've, you've practiced it you've practiced it in that safe yeah. space and exactly. then you can do it in real life and, and absolutely it's, you know actually you get a very similar reaction yeah and I think I probably said at the time I've booked onto things by big like well-known coaches and they've then been cancelled because not enough yeah I remember on. you saying that that helped too yeah yeah I know it always helps yeah. me it's always my like I remember that that's happened to me like multiple times so yeah. you know it's 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 all it the power is in us not talking about this stuff and that's mm-hmm. so true about money but it's true about how we make our money as well like in the like yeah. the faculties of our or the elements of our business um mm-hmm. okay I could talk to you forever there's more things I would love to talk to you about but I have like everyone's gonna be like come on so I'm gonna do my quick fire questions with you right. first one is finish this sentence money is potential Poten- oh potential is my favorite emotion as soon as you said Me that too. I got chills I love it so it's like a really great thing to have potential so, is one of your favorite things and it's a bloody nightmare yeah as well. <laughs> do you know the do you know the phrase on the cusp of potential yes so do you know what a cusp is no, no I don't think I do actually when you say that so I I learned a cusp is you know when you have a crescent moon yeah the point the points of the crescent moon are called the cusp oh and I, I don't know there's just something I really love about that so That's now lovely. whenever I think the word potential I have this like moon picture in my love head a moon. any kind of moon analogy I'm all over I love that yeah. I think I thought it was I was thinking it was like the cusp of a wave but it's not is it it's not mm, called that maybe is it is that might maybe. be both maybe. I don't know though I don't think it is that anyway second question have you read any books non-fiction fiction whatever I actually was just thinking I should add all podcasts anything that you'd like to recommend to our audience well I'm a big reader and so there's a book that I'm kind of dipping into and reading slowly you mm-hmm. know when you kind of treat yourself to slow reading and it's called co-creation and it's a it's a series of interviews with artists that collaborate mm. so they talk about the process of collaboration and it kind of brings in relationships and conflict and and creativity and stuff so that's a that's a really lovely one Mm -hmm. but I've also and this is totally my mum's fault but (laughs) I've I've started reading these like detective things (laughs) so so I'm a big I'm a big fan of like a Vera a Saturday Saturday afternoon Vera is like (laughs) along with the pottering (laughs) nice my idea of heaven so the book versions of that, I don't even know what they're called. They've all got pictures of like a, a man in shadows. On yes, the front. You know, I that's know that like section it. of the bookshop, definitely. <laughs> nice. That's very, you know, non, I, I, I love a good murder. Uh, <laughs> I used to, and since I do coaching, I can't deal with anything like real human mm. pain Have you seen kind of that programme Married? No. So it's just a very normal interaction between a married couple. And my mum's a counsellor and she's like, I can't watch it. It no, feels like I work. 
yeah it's really interesting like I still love my Grey's Anatomy and stuff that kind of uh-huh. like drama but yeah. reading wise I read romances oh my god yeah. I had to stop reading the romance I was reading last night I'm just going to add some filth in right at the end here that like no one was expecting it included the line there was a sex bit and it uh-huh. said it that his touch made her pink part stand on end I was like no I'm not reading that book. I'm not anti. Like I love a bit of a bit of sauce in a book. That's fine. Parts. Though. We are not calling women's anatomy pink parts. No, it's as bad as floofly. <laughs> I was livid. So yeah, but I do read a lot of fluffy romance. I'm a big Emily uh-huh. Henry fan, and I read loads of fantasy because it's not real. Yeah. Like that's a yeah. lot, and I, that is totally since I've been coaching and I'm dealing with like mm. human feelings all day. In mm-hmm. my real life, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to think about human feelings anymore. Yeah. I want to. yeah. As much as I love it in my work, it's so interesting. And then the last bit, what's my last question? Oh, if you could only eat one food for the rest uh-huh. of your life, what is uh-huh. it? Uh, cheese on toast. Cheese on toast. I love how comfort food is always the answer. Like yesterday's yeah. podcast person had a roast dinner. Like yeah. it's always potato cheese. Whenever I eat uh, cheese, I sneeze a lot. So I have to have a pirate. So <laughs> yeah. So I have to have a commitment. And then some cheese on toast Amazing. whilst watching Vera. Yeah. I mean that's after tottering. I can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a lover of cheese, but I'm lactose intolerant, so that's fine. Yeah. Um <laughs> doesn't seem to happen with cake though, which is good. <laughs> you I know so thank you so much can you tell people where they can find you as well yes so my website is called brilliant thing I think it might be the first thing that you come across when you google brilliant thing at the moment which is very exciting and then you can find all my other bits there nice thank you so much Kerry and congratulations on your amazing start of your business and I'm sure there is so much more to come I'm so excited we didn't even talk about your like cult is it culture makers Culture camp. Culture camp. Culture camp. We didn't talk yeah. about that. There's the so website. many things on the website. website. All right. Cool. Thank you so much. Right. And thank you, everybody, yeah. for listening. Thank you. Bye.